from Star Studios in Denison, Texas, this is Coffee with a Sign Painter, a weekly podcast hosted by sign painter Sean Starr that consists of interviews with other sign painters and some of the customers and characters Sean comes across while running his studio. Okay, like to welcome everybody back to Coffee with a Sign Painter. Uh, today we are going to be answering a listener's question. Um, I'm not sure if everyone knows about this, but on the podcast website, which is seanstar.com, we've got um, uh, an app on the website that allows you to record questions uh, for myself or one of the guests to answer. Um, so feel free to do so. Um, we, uh, we've gotten up to listeners in 65 countries now, so not really even sure how that happens, but, uh, very cool. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to roll the listener's question and then I'm going to dive in and try to answer it to the best of my ability. So listener's question, here we go. All right, boss. So here's my question. Um, I was basically wondering if you could um, kind of give a breakdown of how you prep boards for exterior work. I mean, I have uh, a couple of different ways that I do it, but I, I love learning from uh, from folks that uh, actually know what they're doing. Um, just kind of like if you like say like you know you order a piece of MDO, you cut it down, and how do you how do you seal and prep your edges, and then kind of like go through and you know start to finish like how you how you prep your boards. And, uh, and then maybe uh, just sort of like a rundown of how you think about layout. Um, but really what I'm interested in is the, is the materials, uh, what sorts of materials you use and what materials will last. Um, because I've been hearing lots of talk about um, uh, Nova color and, um, you know, folks that use exterior house paint uh, as opposed to enamels and stuff like that. So I'm just curious your take on, on that debate. But um uh, I'd really like to just hear about the way you go about prepping exterior boards and panels and walls, that sort of thing, if that's something you could possibly do. So, um, all right. Thanks, man. Bye. Okay. First of all, <clears throat> great question. Um, I'd like to uh, thank the listener. That's uh, Caetano Valenzuela that sent that in. Um, yeah, it's a great question. Uh, there's multi layers to the question. I will try to answer to the best of my ability. Um, okay, starting off with your question about how do I prep boards, uh, this leads into uh, my, um, my opinion of MDO is that the quality has just dropped so much in the last 10 to 15 years. Um, I, I don't use it hardly at all anymore. Um, the reason why is I've had, I've had multiple instances where it would delaminate, um, and you'd end up with, um, what looked like, uh, large bubbles, uh, where it separated from the different layers of the plywood, uh, that paper layer on the top. So, um, not a hundred percent sure if this is accurate, but this is what one of the wood suppliers told me, um, is that all um, of that type of material now comes from 
uh, Eastern Europe. And um, there's just been a concerted effort year after year to lower the cost. So what he said uh, was, was happening is um, they would just cut to cheaper and cheaper glues so that when the, all of the stacked layers of the plywood are put together, um, they're putting less glue, they're putting cheaper glue. Some of it has to do with um, uh, environmental regulations about the glues they're able to import through the wood into the U.S. Again, I don't even know if this is accurate, if he was just making an excuse, but that was... That was my experience over and over with MDO, which is a real shame because uh, many of us used it for many, many years. Um, so what that's led me to do is to work more and more with uh, furniture grade plywood, um, different types of, uh, well, birch for instance, um, a lot of the work that uh, we do here, um, you know, we try to incorporate wood grain and texture into it whenever we can because it adds a lot of depth to it. So uh, that works out well for that. Um, but that's also led to a, a wide variety of experimenting with uh, primers and different kind of things to get the finish that we want. Um, so that's kind of a roundabout way of answering your question. but. Um, the way that we prep those boards is basically the same as to how we prepped MDO for years, which is, uh, um, you know, after the wood is, is cut to shape, uh, it's sanded, and then we apply multiple layers of primer, and then we go ahead and paint in the background. And um, depending on what we're painting, uh, we either try to end up with a really smooth finish or we'll allow some texture to be on it. But, um, you know, th this, this all leads to uh, a larger, I don't know if problem is the right word, but it's a, it's a larger thing that's happened and is happening um, in the trade, which is uh, just the, the, the change in quality in materials um, is uh, has just dropped year after year, and I think it's just uh, it's part of our culture where everything uh, is looked at to to be seen. How do we make this uh, the cheapest and sell the most of it? Um, you know, it's the Walmart mentality, and it's it's starting to uh, you know take it, it take its effect in a lot of different ways. Um, it's one of the reasons that I uh, really love. Uh, working on glass with uh, with gold leaf and other things, which again, gold leaf, the quality of gold leaf has uh, dropped dramatically. Um, but glass is still glass, and um, you know, so uh, you can even go to the lumber yard and uh, pull straight up, <clears throat> you know, pine boards off the shelf and. They're, you know, it's really hard to find straight boards anymore. You know, I think the processes have just been so, they've pushed to streamline them so much and make them so cheap um, and increase corporate profits so much that uh, 
you know, we're getting the bottom of the barrel at this point. So when it comes to wood, um, you know, the, the MDO plywood, for instance, uh, I, I've looked for other alternatives and that, you know, maybe others in other parts of the country, uh, have access to different material than what I've worked with in recent years, uh, in California and here in Texas. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I'm just not a fan at this point. Uh, but the good thing is, is that's pushed me to be more creative. I've probably produced, um, uh, a pretty good handful of wood signs in the last five years that I wouldn't have thought to try because, um, you know, I, I've gotten outside that, uh, that traditional cut out MDO type approach. And that's allowed me to paint on a lot of other wood surfaces, including reclaimed bar wood, barn wood, um, and a lot of other things that, uh, is, is made for some more creative sign work. Um, so, uh, for instance, uh, one thing that, uh, I still consistently use, we're working on a sign right now here in the, sh in the studio, um, is, uh, we, we reclaim, uh, old fence pickets down here in the South. Uh, they've got a lot of, um, cedar fencing, which as you know, cedar is a a great material for longevity and um, when people go to replace their fence they just have this massive amount of these pickets and so uh, we'll periodically scoop some of those up a lot of times you can get them free on Craigslist and um, we'll get those cleaned up we'll we'll sand them so the wood gets a little bit more clean and gets rid of that gray look and <clears throat> and then we've got a a natural barnwood looking surface to paint on that we can, you know, make our, our sign surface out of. But again, I mean, that's only going to really, <clears throat> really work out when you've got something rustic or, or, uh, um, you know, that, that requires that natural wood look. So mm, there's my answer to the MDO thing. Um, as far as, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. As far as materials go in general, uh, this brings up paint. Um, I think you mentioned paint in your question um, about the, uh, the house paints. Uh, I was resistant to house paint at first. Now I use it whenever I can. Uh, house paint is designed and developed to last outdoors for decades. So, might not last the full 30 years that the manufacturers claim it might depends on the, uh, the direction of the exposure but um you know i it's been my experience that that will outlast sign painting enamels on an enormous level especially when you start getting into colors like reds um and you're in in a high uv exposure area like the south or the west coast um and so that has uh, also uh, led to uh, some excitement on my part as regarding one-shot lettering enamel. Um, as most of you know, uh, they got bought out um, and now they're under the umbrella of um, Matthew's paint. And um, I ordered several of the cans of the uh, 
the low VOC that they're uh, having to sell in California now and was, you know, gritting my teeth because as again, many of you know, um, one shot uh, as a company has messed with its formula multiple times over the last however many years. And uh, virtually every time it's been a step backwards um, and there's been a lot of issues that uh, have frustrated us. Um, however, uh, when I opened up uh, a can of the low VOC one shot, the smell of the paint is identical to, uh, to the Matthews paint. And I had opportunity about five years ago, a Matthews paint rep came into my studio in California and um, gave me several quarts of the Matthews paint and some other of their hardeners and some other stuff to give, give it a try. And um, I was thrilled. The quality was amazing. However, at that time, uh, even though they claimed you could do lettering with a lettering quill with it, there was no way. It, it was like the, the thickness of, of milk. And uh, there was no way. They, the, the rep claimed that there were people at Disney uh, using it to do hand lettering, but there's, I, I couldn't see how it would be possible. It was so thin. Um, but we did a lot of sample boards um, and we did a lot of sample boards that we stuck out in the direct sun for a long time so we could kind of keep an eye on it and um, man that stuff held up great uh, so I was really excited when I opened up the new one shot low VOC and it smelled exactly the same um, and then when I started to work with it it it, it it felt the same as working with one shot, but I'm hopeful that uh, the uh, the quality of um, Matthews has combined with the consistency of one shot. That would be a great thing, but time will tell. They might have ended up, you know, messing with it in such a way that it it doesn't hold up. I don't know, but uh, I'm very optimistic about it because. Uh, you know, as much as we all love one shot and that's been the standard and everything else, um, you know, this is our livelihood. We go out and we paint something on somebody's building and it starts uh, fading or peeling or doing whatever that reflects on us. They don't, they're not going to care, you know, well, where'd you buy your paint from? Uh, so yeah, that, that's a, that's a concern. But as far as, uh, the house paint, uh, we, we used Sherwin Williams for years. That's just a particular favorite of mine. I've got their color books. Um, and although that you have to make a few changes, uh, to your brushes, we use a lot of angled fitches on that kind of work. Um, but yeah, the house paint any day of the week on a wall, I will, I will use that. As far as the, the window stuff goes, that's, I think, uh, still the same. I mean, that's, uh, letterhead sign supply, Ron Purcell's place, uh, out in California, um, sells all of that material and we use the same typical stuff everybody else does for that. But, um, so yeah, that's, uh. That's where I'm at. Uh, the whole materials thing, uh, 
it's caused concern over the years, but at the same time, like I said, um, I, th I think it's pushed the creative envelope because I think I've painted on a lot of different materials and experimented with things that I might not have if it was the same, just, you know, pull a sheet of MDO off the shelf and prime and paint it kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's a good thing for all of us to uh, be pushed a little uh, by change. Um, and I've complained about change before on this show, but, uh, you know, in, in the human experience sense of things, I think it's, uh, I think it's a good thing. It, it makes us, uh, stop the routine and stop the status quo and makes us adapt to whatever it is we're, we're being, uh, being hit by. And that's, um, that's good for us. That allows us to, uh, improve and and develop new skills so uh yeah so that, that would be my recommendation i guess for everybody is uh if you're getting fed up with something if you're not liking the uh, type of material you're painting on try something else you know there's a lot a lot of uh a lot of different things you can uh develop uh, i think that's one of the great exciting aspects of sign painting that's kept me going and a lot of others is uh, you, you can work for years, let's say just on plywood signs and then uh, you start tinkering with glass and gold leaf and you start realizing, whoa, I, I know nothing really about that. So then you could spend another 10, 15 years just really getting good at that. Okay, well, uh, that's going to be the show for today. I really appreciate Katano's question, and um, we've got lots of new guests lined up that we'll be interviewing in uh, the near future. So stay tuned, and we will talk to you guys next week. In the meantime, uh, if you've not tried the Sign Painters Blend Coffee from Full City Rooster, uh, definitely give that a try. Um, we uh, shared that with some friends over the weekend that uh, really, really loved it. So uh, people like it. Go get it. All right. We'll see you next week. Today's episode of Coffee with a Sign Painter is brought to you by Full City Rooster Coffee Roasters in Dallas, Texas. Roasting distinctive coffees from around the world. Sean drinks Full City Rooster Coffee every day in the studio. You can order their coffee online at fullcityrooster.com. Coffee with a Sign Painter, hosted by Sean Starr. You can find all sorts of info about the show and sign painting, including previous episodes at our website, seanstarr.com. <laughs>